Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. We're in the book of Genesis, chapter 47, starting verse 13. Take care of business. It's time to get to work and to take care of business. To get a job, to build a career, to pay the bills, to provide for the family, to become a believer, to fulfill your calling, and to complete your purpose. Bring the bacon home and fry it up in a pan. <laughs> Christianity is very practical. It teaches us to work hard, to succeed in life, in business, in home, in relationships, to, to experience God's grace and forgiveness and mercy, and to spread it on to others. The church is in business. Can I tell you, our church is about doing God's business. What is God's business? Well, it's feeding the poor, it's helping people, it's ministering to people's needs, it's preaching the gospel, it's converting the lost, it's discipling the saved. It's like copying Jesus. We are his body here on earth, his church. And Jesus himself was about his father's business. Even from a child, was it like 12 years old? He's in the temple. His parents couldn't find him. They're freaking out. Where are you? We're going back home. And they find him in the temple. And he said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Jesus was working hard here on earth. And we must continue his work. Our church does have a powerful food ministry on Mondays at 11. It is open to all. You don't have to qualify. But if you know someone in need, down and out, someone who needs some help, send them to the food ministry. Uh, we feed many local families. It's a powerful ministry that I feel is doing God's business. And it reminds me of Joseph. He has a powerful food ministry. Not just a local food ministry, but actually Joseph has been feeding the known world one mouth at a time. Can you imagine doing such a huge, powerful food ministry? The grains of Egypt, people coming from all over the surrounding nations so that they can eat, so they can survive. Joseph became the breadwinner, yes, for his entire family, the whole clan of Israel, for Egypt, and yes, for the known world. Save the world from starvation. Genesis 47, 13. Now there was no food in all the land because the famine was very severe so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. They were wasting away. They were starving, the drought, the famines, no food. Imagine going to the markets and the shelves are bare. Where do we get the food? There's no food in the entire state or nation except for one place, 
Egypt. Because of the dreams of God and the wisdom of Joseph, they have stored up during the bumper crops for seven years they stored 20% of all the grains that came in. They stored to make it through the seven years of famine, if you remember the dreams and the stories. I remember our recession here in Reno and Nevada, the United States. It was almost like a, seemed like a decade to me. But people losing their jobs here locally. And then they tell me, Pastor, now we've lost our house to foreclosure. And now we're moving away. We're moving to huge cities where we feel our chances are better. We're moving to live with family. We're sorry to leave the church. And our church shrank and our community shrank and people moved away. And I think Nevada was in the top of foreclosures of homes. Very humiliating. Very difficult when they sell your house to someone else. It can destroy you. People wasting away, withering, starving, languishing. I believe we live in a world that is spiritually starving. People are languishing. They're hungry for something real. They're hungry for something to fill their soul. And they're cramming all the wrong things that don't feed them, that don't satisfy. Because I believe the whole can only be filled by the Lord Jesus Christ. He can feed your languishing soul. Verse 14, Joseph gathered all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. Joseph is a good worker. Joseph is working for the great Pharaoh. He is making money, not for himself, but for the Pharaoh of Egypt. Do you see it? He is benefiting his employer, and he's making him rich. Verse 15. When the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food, for why should we die in your presence? For our money is gone. Spending all that they had to feed themselves, feed their family, their kids. Food is a necessity. Money is secondary. And now the money has all dried up. We can't pay the bills. We can't pay the mortgage. It's all gone. But we still need to eat. Help us, Joseph. We're desperate. Verse 16. Then Joseph said, Give up your livestock, and I will give you food for your livestock since your money is gone. I will trade. I will barter your animals, your chickens, your goats, your horses, your mules, your life, your sheep, yes? Trade them for food. 17, so they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them food in exchange for the horses and the flocks and the herds and the donkeys 
and he fed them with food in exchange for all their livestock that year. A temporary fix for one year. But yet, the famine's going for a total of seven years. Joseph knows this. Verse 18. When that year was ended, they came to him the next year and said to him, We will not hide from my Lord that our money is all spent, and the cattle are my Lord's. There is nothing left for my Lord except our bodies and our land. We're desperate, Joseph. You're our only hope. You've stored up in the huge storehouses of Egypt using uh, the vast resources of an empire. You can feed the world. You had the wisdom. You had the knowledge. You had the dreams. And Joseph is their only hope, their only source. It's just like Christ. He is our only hope. He's our only source, our only way to heaven. And the world is starving. And Jesus is the bread of life. Come from heaven. Verse 19, why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for food, and we and our land will be slaves to Pharaoh. So give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not be desolate. We're desperate, Joseph. Everything is gone, but you have the source, you have the way, you have the bread. I was thinking of the famous Dust Bowl that happened in the Midwest. When droughts came and they overworked the land, you remember, they, with their tractors and stuff, and they pulled up the grasses and they tried to change the, the land and farming like crazy, but they over-farmed, and it was an economic disaster as the winds came and the dust, and they had to wear masks, and the farms were failing, and the crops were gone, and the droughts had come, and the sands blowing in, and if you remember the famous classic, The Grapes of Wrath, yes, and made into the movie, and they had to vacate Several states, and many of them came west. They came to California. But the bankers come in, right? You can't pay the mortgage. They foreclose. They close down the farms. And it was a lose-lose situation because then the farms are worthless and the bank has all these farms with no money. You cannot farm the land. It is a disaster. Follow the money. I want you to follow the money and what is going on. All the money of the surrounding nations is pouring into Egypt, into the hands of Joseph, because they're buying the grains. Joseph is now giving the money to the Pharaoh, his employer. He works for the Pharaoh. He blesses the Pharaoh. He's a good employee. He prospers his boss and his owner. But then, the money of the Pharaoh will later be given to the Jews. Because when Moses comes and the Exodus, they give the Jews gold and silver and back pay and all the money they owe them for that 
forced human slavery. And then the Jews take all the money from Egypt, the gold, the silver, the coins, and in the end they donate it and they give tithes and offerings to God and he builds his beautiful temple with the furnishings and the tabernacle tent with all of its millions of dollars worth of gold. So if you follow the money, it all goes back to God in the end. Do you realize? All that you have belongs to God. And in the end, Jesus is coming back and he's taking it by force, this entire world. Follow the money and realize it's all God's to begin with. And it's full circle. In the end, all the money is going to go back to him as well. It all belongs to the Lord. Make your boss rich. Help your business to succeed. I've seen employees sabotage their boss and the company. I've seen employees ransack and steal, and then the business goes under and the boss lays everybody off. What good is that? If your business succeeds, if your employer succeeds, he promotes you, he blesses you, he gives you raises, just like Joseph, right? Joseph works hard, he takes care of business, he's promoted, even when he's in the bottom, right? Do you remember Joseph has worked his way up from the very bottom? He was thrown into a cistern, an empty well by his brothers who sold him as a slave. And he works his way up. Joseph is falsely accused of rape, and he's fired and thrown in the dungeons. And in the dungeons, he works his way up. So maybe you've hit bottom. That's okay. Work for the Lord. Be faithful. Work as unto the Lord, and he will bless you. He will promote you. And Joseph has worked his way up. He's number two in the world empire, second to Pharaoh. A hard worker, he's honest, he's godly, he's pure, he's moral, he obeys the Lord, and he has the blessings of God. Verse 20, so Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for every Egyptian sold his field, because the famine was severe upon them, thus the land became Pharaoh's. Joseph knows who his boss is, and he knows who his heavenly boss is, and he does his best, and he prospers his boss. He takes care of business. 21. As for the people, he removed them to the cities from one end of Egypt's border to the other. A relocation, come to the city, work, make jobs, Change this economy around. The famine, the recession won't last forever. Do you ever see how it comes in cycles? It's a boom, it's a bust, it's a boom, and it's a bust. Some people plan ahead. Some people are wise. They store, they have a word from the Lord, and some people don't. And then when the famine comes, they're in trouble. It is desperate times for Egypt. They have traded everything away. Do you see it? All their money is gone. Their livestock is gone. Their land is gone. And now they've like sold themselves as human slaves. Have you ever hit bottom? 
bank account is overdrawn, there's no food in the cupboard, you're going to lose your house, you're going to lose your apartment, you got to sleep in your car, you're out on the streets. It's scary. It's hard. I've been there, you know. Where am I going to go? You don't know where you're going to live, your next meal. No one will hire you. But God will make a way. God will come through. And God will use his people, like Joseph, to save the world. He is our hero. Verse 22. Only the land of the priests he did not buy. For the priest had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they lived off the allotment which Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they did not sell their land. Can I tell you, the great Pharaoh of Egypt, he supports his religion. He supports his clergy and his sorcerers. Yes, they're pagan, they're evil, but it's his religion, and he supports it. And it's like a state church, because the Pharaoh himself pays for the priests, pays their wages, takes care of their Egyptian pagan churches. And I thought, boy, what a conviction that a heathen pagan Pharaoh takes care of his church. And sometimes we don't even take care of our own church, the people of God. And we think, oh, the church can pay its bills, pastor, find a way, whatever, you know. But even during the hard times, the Pharaoh is faithful. I think we can learn a lesson from the Pharaoh. And the church and state, there is an exemption where the government is not taxing the church. The government is not taking from the church. I think maybe we kind of learned that lesson in America. To uphold the churches, to not take money and taxate the churches into ruin because they do a good thing. They help people. They feed the poor. They turn, you know, broken people into wholeness and make good, productive citizens. Verse 23. Then Joseph said to the people, Behold, I have today bought you and your land for Pharaoh. Now here is seed for you, and you may sow the land. It is what I call seeds of grace. Do you know Joseph has all the power he is the Lord of Egypt. He rules and reigns, and he has all the cards, and he's winning the game, and he's won all the chips, right? And what does he do? He says, now I give you grace. Now, I know you're wiped out, and it's a lose-lose situation. I mean, the people are right. Why starve them out? Why kill them? Why desolate the land? If you kill all the people, you no longer have a country. I think these dictators can learn from Joseph. You have powerful dictators over nations, and they starve their people to death. They kill them. They rape them. They incarcerate them. They wipe them out. But if you kill all your nation, you have nothing left. And Joseph is a godly man. He represents God's grace and mercy and forgiveness. And he says, I understand the situation is bleak, but let's turn it around. Because I've saved seeds, and we can regrow again. And the famine is almost over, and the crops will come back, and here are seeds to grow. I give you seeds. 
start farming again. I put you back on the farmlands. I'll have you regrow your farm again. You know, what good is it if the bank takes all the farms, then the farms fail? But Joseph is putting them back on the farms. Joseph is giving them back the land. But there is a catch. 24. At the harvest you shall give a fifth to Pharaoh. Once a year you're going to pay taxes, right? What do we call it? April 15th, you file your income tax. I hate doing it, but we got to run the government, right? We got to pay the troops, the soldiers, pay for our freedom, keep us free, keep us strong. We need roads, right? So once a year at harvest time, you're going to pay a whopping 20%. You see, one-fifth. And you might think, wow, 20%, that's a lot. Not to Americans, because in America, I have to pay federal tax and state tax and county tax and city tax and gas tax and utility tax and social security tax. And you add up all our taxes, can I tell you, it's way more than 20%. They have it easy, 20% for everything. A fifth or 20% to Pharaoh and four-fifths shall be for your own, for seed of the field, and for your food, and for those of your households, and as the food for your little ones. Pay 20, keep 80. It's yours. Feed your family. Take care of business. Plan ahead. Save seed for planting. You're becoming independent Again, you have the land, you have the seed, but you must pay a tax to Pharaoh from now on every year, 20%. Joseph is establishing a nation. Nations need budgets. They need government workers. They need resources. They need to help the poor. I mean, you understand American government, one of the greatest in the world. Verse 25, so they said, you have saved our lives, Joseph. We were all going to starve to death. And you are our hero. You're our savior. They're not complaining about the 20% tax. They're getting their land back, their houses. Everything's being restored. You're going to have independence again, but we got to keep the government going. We're establishing a permanent tax. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's slaves. We will obey. We'll consent. You have come up with a win-win situation. Joseph is saving the people, but he's saving them for purpose. They are being saved to serve. I have saved you from the famine, and now you must serve the great Pharaoh. I believe it's like Christianity. Jesus came, he died on the cross for your sins. He's come to save you. Praise God, I'm saved. Jesus, you're my savior. We're all saved. But for purpose. He has saved you so that you might serve him and his kingdom. Do you see it? Oh, I'm saved, that's all there is. No, (laughs) 
Now he's your Lord and your master and he owns you. He's your teacher and master. I mean, we say, Jesus is Lord. He takes over. He runs my life. He runs my show. He runs my house, my family, my finances. I serve him. And if you will serve the Lord, he'll give you a better life. If you serve the Lord, he'll take care of you. If you serve Christ, he'll give you success in every area. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. It pays to serve. Now, when I'm saved, I'm not working my way to heaven. Jesus already done all the work, right? It's grace. It's forgiveness. I'm not earning my way to heaven. I'm already adopted. I'm already into the family of God. But now that I'm saved, thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno, at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775 746 4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.